0: There was a notation in his file that he had been told that there was going to be this exam but no letter as required by the regulations in order for them to hold it against him and and close his claim and it appeared that problem was that his address was not correctly noted in the file so they never sent him anything and The case, nonetheless, was dismissed.
1: Welcome to the Victory Over VA podcast. A podcast about empowering veterans to overcome denied disability claims. Each week, we deliver critical insights to help you understand the disability process, veterans' benefits, and how to take control of your legal rights. Now here's your host, Tony Francis Jackson.
0: So today, we're going to talk about Commandment 7. I'm Francis Jackson, and this is our Victory Over VA, Your Guide to Unlocking Disability Benefits podcast. All right. Commandment 7, we have
1: Thou Shalt Keep Thy Contact Info Updated, and that's updated both with the Department of Veterans Affairs, but also with you know your, your representative, attorney. your yes. attorney. And uh, so can you, I guess, start by explaining why it's so important for veterans to keep their contact information up
0: to date, specifically with the VA? Sure, I can do that. But first, let me just say that this podcast is for veterans. It's also for families of veterans. It's for people who care about veterans. And we, we do this as a service. We run these every week, and our goal is to help veterans get their disability compensation. We want to get justice for veterans. So turning to the specifics, it's important for people to keep their contact information updated with the VA because the VA is a huge bureaucracy. And one of the things that happens when you're dealing with a huge bureaucracy is that things get misfiled, mislisted, misnoted, just plain get the wrong information in the wrong place at the wrong time. We have seen, I can't tell you how many cases where veterans didn't get notice of either a decision or an upcoming compensation and pension exam or an upcoming hearing because the information that the VA had was either wrong or outdated. Often it's outdated and it's just depressing that we've seen multiple cases where the veteran correctly informed the VA of a change of address. The VA didn't process that or didn't process it correctly Continue to send things to the old address. The post office time for forwarding had expired. The information didn't get to the veteran. They missed a CMP exam. Their claim was dismissed. They missed notification of a decision. Their appeal time expired. The claim was dismissed. You know it just happens all the time, and. When I say it happens all the time, I don't mean it happens in every case, it certainly doesn't. But When you think about how many hundreds of thousands of cases the VA is handling, it happens to a lot of veterans in real numbers, even if it's a relatively small percentage. So as Christian pointed out at the very beginning, it's critically important to keep the VA updated. And it's equally important to keep your attorney updated. Well, it,
1: can you think of specific examples where the lack of up-to-date contact information, you know, mm-hmm. caused a big problem for a veteran? I know that you were talking broad strokes before, but I know sure. we've had some. Sure.
0: We had one case. Um, a gentleman lived in northern Maine, which is a relatively remote area. He was scheduled for a compensation and pension exam for um, some psychiatric issues. The VA said that they had given him notice um, and he didn't appear, and therefore his claim was dismissed. He came to us after the case was dismissed and asked us to represent him. We appealed the case and took it to the Board of Veterans' Appeals. And what we were able to demonstrate when we got to the board was that there was no record ever of them mailing him a notice of this compensation and pension exam. There was a notation in his file that he had been told that there was going to be this exam, but no letter as required by the regulations in order for them to hold it against him and and close his claim and it appeared that the problem was that his address was not correctly noted in the file so they never sent him anything and the case nonetheless was dismissed and we had to take it all the way to the board of veterans appeals we had to wait literally a couple years for hearing just in order to straighten out this relatively simple piece of information. But those things happen. And unfortunately, with an organization as big as the VA dealing with as many claims as it has, they happen relatively often in absolute numbers. Not a huge percentage, but in absolute numbers, it adds up.
1: Now, you know, for a veteran who's recently moved, recently changed their phone, something like that, Uh, Is there anything they can do when updating their info with the VA to make sure that it goes in correctly,
0: anywhere they can check? What do you advise typically? Well, first off, if it's a veteran we're working with, we ask them to give the information to us. We'll put it on the VA's particular change of address form and send it in. But if it's not someone who's working with a representative, then certainly the VA has a form. You can download it off the Internet for a change of address and fill it out and send it in. But what I would encourage everyone to do is within 30 days after you send it in, call the VA, ask them, have they processed your change of address? What address do they currently have for you? And most of the time, that will catch any problems. Now, it's not foolproof. Unfortunately, the folks who answer the phone on the VA's hotline are physically removed from the regional office where the claim is, and it won't necessarily always get in all the right places, even if it sometimes gets in some of the right places, so that you can be told that it's been updated when, in fact, there are one or more places in the VA's records where it has not been updated. But most of the time, if you use the VA's own form, and you follow up with a call, um, and if they don't say it's been updated when you call, keep calling until they say it's been updated. But it's just, it's a bureaucracy problem. I mean, you have to keep in mind the VA is the second largest department in the entire United States government Behind only the Department of Defense. You know, it's bigger than any other government department. It employs huge numbers of medical folks, uh, support folks for the medical folks, rating folks, support folks for the rating folks. There are literally multiple hundreds of thousands of people who work the VA, which is just amazing. But despite its size, there are never enough people working for the VA to fulfill all the obligations that Congress has put on it. And so they're always struggling, they're always behind. And, you know, it's the redhead stepchild of the government in a lot of ways. The government has been very frugal with the VA's budget so that for many years, long after I started doing this 30 years ago, VA files were literally still paper files. Uh, We would get files. uh, We'd ask the VA for a copy of the file, and it would come in a banker's box. You know, it would be just this agglomeration of paper. And I'll never forget, we went to a a NOVA seminar, uh, National Organization of Veterans Advocates, a few years ago. And at that time, in dealing with some other agencies like Social Security Disability or the government's Federal Retirement System Disability, it had become kind of the standard practice to submit information on a compact disc. That was a fairly easy system for everybody to use. And so one gentleman at the question and answer session with the acting director of Veterans Benefits said, Well, I've been sending my information in on compact disc when I have big amounts of information to send to the VA, lots of medical records and so on. And can you tell me what does the VA do with them? And the director got this pained look on his face. He said, well, what happens is we get a little envelope and we put the compact disc in the envelope. We seal the cover. We put it in a two-hole punch punch holes in it, and then we put that on the prongs in the paper file. And that's literally how they were handling the information. You never saw the inside of a computer. Uh, you know, nobody ever read the content of a disk. And, you know, the VA is much better now. They have a computer system. It works pretty well most of the time. But to your point earlier about ways you can check, one of the things that you can do is to create an electronic benefits account for your VA claim and to check that file. You know, nothing at the VA is perfect. They recently reported to the court that they successfully scanned 99.9% of the information in a a veteran's record when they converted from the paper file to an electronic file. And the court said, okay. So, how many pages does that mean are missing in a typical 10,000-page file? But you get the idea. You know, these systems are being designed and run by ordinary, fallible human beings. Most of the folks at the VA are well-intentioned, want to do a good job, try to do the right thing by veterans. There are some occasional exceptions, unfortunately, but most everybody there is trying hard to do the right thing. It's just that They don't have enough resources. They don't have enough time. They have more claims than they can handle. And it's like anything else. When people are too busy, they make mistakes. That's just how it works. And so the more careful you can be in making sure that the VA has the correct information, whatever piece of information you're talking about, whether it's your address, your phone number, your email address, or just your latest medical records, whatever it is, The more you can double check that the VA has the correct information, the better off you're going to be.
1: So, earlier you talked about the form that the veterans can file to update their contact info with the VA. Can you you discuss any changes or updates to the VA's contact information update process? Anything that veterans should be aware of when they go to update their contact info?
0: No, they haven't changed the form. Just get the latest iteration of the form off the website and fill it out and send it in. It's it's as straightforward as that, but follow up. Always follow up.
1: Well, and I was also going to mention, you said, of course, grab the latest version of the form. I know every VA form that's come across my desk has an expiration date on it. It Um, does. I, what would happen if a veteran, you know, submitted their contact info on a form that was out of date, something they, you know, grabbed from a pile or had been meaning to do but it sat around for a while?
0: Or even downloaded the old one by mistake. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, the answer is that probably most of the time it would still get where it should go correctly. Uh, unfortunately, every once in a while, the VA decides that they're going to... Uh, wage war on outdated forms, and they just start not processing forms that come in on an outdated uh, version. Uh, I haven't seen that happen with uh, change of address forms yet, but I've seen it happen with so many others that it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Okay. Now, what about a veteran who's done all the right things, kept their address up to date, but they have a suspicion they they think they've missed an important notice, something hasn't come through, are there any steps that they can take in that situation where they're worried that, you know, regardless of keeping their contact info up to date, something, some wires may have gotten crossed?
0: Sure. The VA has a, uh, an 800 number that's available nationally. The way it works is it rings to the uh, facility in that state So for example, if you dial the 800 number and you're on vacation in Vermont and your claim is actually in New Jersey, then you won't get the VA facility where the claim is. But at the very least, the folks at the 800 number can tell you what they think is the latest thing that has happened in your case. And I can't underscore enough it's what they think is the latest thing because uh, for all the reasons we've just been talking about, that information may not be correct. Uh, We have had hundreds if not thousands of calls over the years from veterans who said I called the 800 number and they said X and we rushed around to check in the electronic record or back in the older days we mailed an inquiry and got it back finally but we could find that the information they'd been given simply wasn't right. And, you know, again, it's a problem of the size of the bureaucracy and the inability to easily connect all the different parts. One of the problems that the VA faces, I think I mentioned it briefly earlier, the government has been very careful with allocating money to the VA for things like computer systems. So the VA is still using some computer systems that were generated in the 1960s, and they have to find programmers who understand these languages that haven't been commercially used in 20 years to fix these things when the software breaks. It's a nightmare. The good news is Congress has recently allocated significant funds for computer improvements with the VA, and most things have been updated, and the ones that haven't are in the process of eventually being updated. So a lot of those uh, problems will eventually go away, but they haven't gone yet, and so it's a recurring problem where you know something goes awry somewhere.
1: Mm. Uh, I also wanted to ask about a particular kind of contact information and the importance of it. I know that there there are two things that even veterans coming to us through our intake process, oftentimes they'll gloss over, they'll say, oh, I'll get back to you, but next of kin and emergency or alternate contact information. Can you talk about the importance of those?
0: Those are important. Um, But let me also point out that even before we get as far as emergency contacts, it's really critically important to keep your representative, whether it's our firm or another law firm or a veteran service officer or whoever it is, keep them up to speed on your latest address. Unfortunately, a lot of folks who are applying for veterans' compensation benefits are unable to work, They have very little money, are having trouble keeping a stable place to stay, keeping a phone bill that they can keep paid, so they are changing addresses, they're changing phone numbers, and it's difficult, in all honesty, for the VA, and even for representatives sometimes, to keep up with the latest information. People sometimes can't pay the rent, they have to move quickly, they don't always have a stable place, they're couch surfing, you know, it's very difficult in some ways. But going back to your question about alternate contacts, we ask everyone who opens a claim with us to provide the name of someone who lives outside their physical immediate household who is likely to know where they are and how to reach them. You know, it can be your mother, it can be your aunt, it can be your child, it can be your best friend, it doesn't matter who, just someone who is likely to be in contact with you frequently enough that if suddenly we find your phone is disconnected they may know your new phone number or at least a way to get a message to you. So that's important. The other thing that's important and I hate to even have to say this out loud but it's unfortunately true. A lot of folks who apply for VA disability benefits are pretty sick. They're often quite elderly. And the net result is that every year, some of our clients die. That just happens. It, it, they, the more folks we represent, unfortunately, the, the more often it happens. So it is very important for us to know who your next of kin is, both in terms of alternate contact issues. Suddenly, your mail starts coming back. Your phone's not answered. You know. Many of our veterans are married and want to see that their spouses are taken care of, and that's the reason they applied for veterans' benefits in the first place. They want to ensure that if something happens to them, their spouse has some modicum of income to replace their benefits or the benefits that they are entitled to but haven't yet gotten. And so it's very important for us to know who the next of kin is so that we can sort out those kinds of problems. I hate to even have to bring it up, but sadly every year we lose a few clients and it's some of them are just incredibly sad, but it happens.
1: And I know in some cases in the past, the true you've even had to hire private investigators to try
0: and track folks down. It is true. We have had to do that sometimes. You know, if someone has, is unable to work, doesn't have any income, and finds themselves unable to keep the rent paid and has to move. They're couch surfing with this friend for a few days, staying with that cousin for a couple days, and then uh, staying with another friend for a a week over here. They're bouncing all around um, so that they have no fixed location. They can't pay their phone bill, so their phone doesn't work. It's a real problem, and, you know, we're in this... Awful situation where we're trying to get people benefits. Sometimes we're trying to reach them to give them the news that they've gotten benefits awarded and we can't find them. So we've had to hire investigators to go and locate the person so that they would call us so that we can talk to them or have them sign forms that are critical to getting their case processed to the next step. You know, it's just, it's difficult for everyone for the the VA system to be so slow that folks are stuck in this setting where they don't have any money, they can't afford their rent, they can't pay for a phone, but it happens. It's just a very difficult system in many ways.
1: I just learned the other day about a general delivery at the post office where for folks who are really struggling to maintain a postal address, a mailing address you can have correspondence sent, sort of as a last-ditch effort, general delivery to a post office, and with their name on it, and the post office will hold it for, I believe it's up to a week. But are there any other tips, tricks, other options like that you've seen for helping, you know, folks who have that instability to get their critical
0: info from the VA? There are a couple of things that excuse me, that various clients have done. One is that if you have a stable friend or relative, you can simply give the VA your address in care of that person. And as long as it's someone you trust to receive the mail, that's one easy fix. As you mentioned, the post office still has general delivery. They've had that for the last 100 years. It hasn't gone away. What has changed is that They keep shortening the period of time that they will hold mail that's sent general delivery. But if you go to the post office and say, I've just been evicted, or my home has been foreclosed, I'm out, and I would like to get my mail sent to me, general delivery at this post office, they will do it. you know, the post office is also pretty big and bureaucratic, and that's not a perfect system either. But they do have a general delivery system. If you talk to the postal clerk and explain your situation and say, need any have my mail sent here, general delivery, they will tell you how long they will hold your mail. And as long as you go within that window every week, you know, you will get your mail that way. Um, I don't recommend it, but if you have no other option, That's an option, that's a free, always available option. If you have a little bit of money, you may be better off if you're going to stay in one general area to scrape together the pennies and rent a post office box. They're pretty inexpensive and if you get the tiniest box available, the way it works is if something's too big for the box, the postal service will hold that for you basically indefinitely as long as you have the box. So a post office box is another way and frankly, it works a little better than general delivery, but it's not free unlike general delivery.
1: Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, but do you have a last message to you know, veterans and those who care about veterans, loved ones, about the importance of maintaining that updated contact info, whether with the VA or with their representative?
0: Oh, I can't stress enough, please, always. Whenever you move, whenever you change your phone number, immediately let your representative know. That's even more important than letting the VA know. But you should let the VA know as well, just so we're clear. But keep your phone number and mailing address updated with the VA all the time. Don't ever let it lapse. Um,
1: All right, thank you. This has been another episode of Victory Over VA. For Commandment 7, Thou Shalt Keep Thy Contact Information Current. Join us next week, and thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us this week on the Victory Over VA podcast. Make sure to visit our website, veteransbenefits.com slash podcast, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show while you're at it. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our free consultation to see how we can help you with your denied claim. Simply go to veteransbenefits.com and fill out the form. You fought for us. Now let us fight for you. And be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.